بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ وسلام علی رسول الکریم علی وصحبہ اجمعین اما بعد دس از پارٹ ون آف دا انگلش ٹرانسلیشن آف دا ٹاک ڈو ناٹ ہرٹ ادر پیپل بائی مفتی تقی عثمانی دامد برکات ہوں ان حدیث دا ہولی پروفٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سیڈ آ ٹرو مسلم از ون ہوز ورڈس اینڈ ایکشنز ادر مسلمز آر سیف it means that that of if a muslim hurts or causes distress to other people then he's not being a true muslim for example if a person does not pray namaz it does not mean that he can be declared a non muslim or kafir it's just that their behavior is not becoming that of a muslim similarly if a person harms other people or hurts other people's feelings even though he will not be called a non muslim but he is not exhibiting behavior becoming of a muslim that is the true meaning of this hadith there are five facets or components of islam number 1 aqaid or beliefs for example allah taala is the only one and only god and muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is his last prophet and messenger number 2 ibadat or acts of worship for example for example namaz fasting zakat and hajj Number three is mamlat or financial transactions. This includes all buying, borrowing and selling. Number four is mashrat, which means, which refers to how we interact with people we come across in our daily lives. And number five is akhlaq or purification of internal moral attributes, meaning we are required to acquire certain positive internal or spiritual attributes like tawazo, which means humility, ikhlas, which means sincerity of intention and zuhud not having love of this material wealth the negative internal attributes like takabbur willing one to be superior to others and others to be inferior to oneself riya which means impurity of intention and hasad meaning jealousy the hadith above describes the core principle of mashrat no human being lives alone nor are we meant to be living alone we are always interacting with other people our family members friends neighbors work colleagues people in the bazaar people from other nations and religions etc what are the guiding principles about how we should interact with these all these people these principles are called mashrat it's a very important component of deen particularly because all of, almost all of it belongs to the arena of rights of other people that is huququl ibad However, many Muslims these days are not even aware that mashrat is such an important and core component of deen and are completely unaware of the commandments given by Allah Ta'ala and the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about the rules of interacting with other people. The commandments around mashrat have been given great importance in the Holy Quran. For example, it's, principle of, it's a principle of mashrat that if a person goes to someone's home, they must first seek permission before entering that person's home allah taala has revealed two whole ruku in the quran kareem about this permission taking on the other hand allah taala has given the command to pray salah about 62 times in the holy quran but quran kareem does not give us any detail about the correct method of praying salah and rather has left it to the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to teach everyone how to pray salah correctly a great part of surah al-hujurat consists of commandments about mashrat 
and yet in our everyday lives we behave as if commandments relating to mashrat are not even part of islam people sometimes believe that muslims who have undergone internal uh, purification that is tazkiyah just keep reciting tasbih doing allah taala zikr or keep performing ibadat but in hazrat thanvi rahmatullahi alaihi there wasn't as much emphasis on zikr tasbih and ibadat as on the core principle of mashrat that a person should never unjustly hurt or cause harm or inconvenience to another human being hazrat thanvi used to say that if i hear about one of my muridin that he is not following the his routine that is mamulat uh, of reciting tasbihat or recitation of the holy quran that he was taught i feel sad if i hear that one of them is not being punctual with farais um, i feel unhappy with them but if i hear that one of them has taken money from someone else unjustly or has caused hurt hurt or harm to another human being unjustly i feel like hating that person Imam Ghazali Ghazali rahmatullahi used to say that Allah Taala has created three kinds of animals. The first kind are those animals who only provide benefits to human beings. For example, goat and cow. When they are alive, they provide milk, and when they stop giving milk, they are slaughtered and their meat is eaten. They do not cause any harm to others. The second kind of those are those animals who only harm people, and no obvious benefit comes from them. for example snakes and scorpions whenever they come across a human being they try to harm him the third kind of animals are those which are neither beneficial nor harmful for example foxes and hyenas living in the jungle after describing these three types of animals imam ghazali rahmatullahi alaihi addresses human beings and says oh human being you are the most superior the ashraful makhluqat of all living creatures and animals If you don't want to be a human being and want to become an animal, then become an animal of the first kind, so that you are beneficial to others and do not harm anyone. And if you can't become an animal of the first kind, at least become an an animal of the second kind, so that if you can't provide benefit to anyone, then at least do not harm others. If you start harming others rather than provide any benefit to them. then you will join the join the likes of snakes and scorpions hazrat thanvi rahmatullah used to often used to say that if you want to become a sufi or a saint there are many khanqa which can teach you how to do that go there but if you want to become a human being first then come here the primary and most important task for all of us is to become good human beings becoming a sufi or a saint comes much later and a person cannot become a good human being until he learns the principles of mashrat and practices them in his everyday life what is most important is that first and foremost we become good human beings being even becoming a muslim good muslim comes later being a pious muslim comes much later if we are not good human beings we can never become good or pious muslims and to become a good human being it is necessary to follow the islamic teachings of mashrat we should not harm anyone or cause distress to anyone either through our words or through our actions only then we may become good human beings the rule for nafil ibadat is that if we carry these out we will inshallah get great rewards in the akhirat but if we do not perform these we won't be asked why did you not perform nafil ibadat 
these eggs bring great sawab and we should endeavor to carry these out but we won't be held accountable in akhirat if we do not on the other hand if we cause harm or distress to another human being it's a major sin a gunah kabira we will certainly have to account for why we carried out such a deed on the day of qiyamah that is why if ever there is a situation that a conflict arises between a nafil prayer and protecting people from some sort of harm and we can carry out only one of these then the sharia dictates that we should let go of the nafil prayers and make sure that we protect people from harm for example muslim men have been ordered to pray salah with jamaat in masjid in a hadith the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that i feel like appointing someone else as imam one day so that so that i can go to people's home to see who are the people who do not come to masjid to pray salah with jamaat and then set their houses on fire however all fuqaha agree that if a person is suffering from a disease that produces such strong mal odor that it will be distressing to other people if he prays with them in the masjid then that person is not allowed to get go to masjid for jamaat not just that he is not allowed to go to masjid but rather if he insists on going he will be committing a sin because he will be causing distress to other people this shows that the principle of not causing distress or harm to other people is so central in sharia that people have been ordered to give up as an ibadat as important as jamaat if it would lead to causing distress to other people